0: What's up, Dallas? Kicker's trolling the Cowboys. Uh, I
1: like standing up here before you as an undrafted free agent representing that shield for 15 years. Tonight, I'm representing the Philadelphia Eagles.
0: NFC East champs. Divisional champs. (laughs) Hello everybody and welcome back to the latest edition of Get to the Point. I'm Joe DeLeon. And I am Sean Anderson. And we are happy to be here after some pretty exciting sporting events that have occurred in the past week or so, especially the NFL draft. Oh, it was a trifecta. Playoff oh, yeah.
1: hockey, playoff basketball, and the NFL draft. A As, very exciting draft at that.
0: Yeah, easily the most eventful one and the most unexpected one that we've had, but we'll get into that into us in a second. The first thing we're going to say is just follow us on Twitter oh, and Instagram. At, housekeeping. Yeah, Little Housekeeping hey. at GTTP Podcast. And also check us out on Holoness. It's a new app for those of you that aren't familiar with it. It's, it's a great platform, I think, for people that are trying to start building up a brand. It basically allows us to write articles and promote ourselves in a different medium and it basically it's gives us a free website. Uh, can you spell it for the people? H-O-L-O-N-I-S. And there we Polonis. go. Just, it's exactly. on the App Store. Download it and check us out. Get to the point. First thing I want to talk about is Sean and I are officially done with spring ball, which means we played our spring game, our annual spring ring, spring game, the blue and white game. It was very fun. How do you think you played? I think I
1: played all right. You know, better first half than second half. but. Uh, I just Why made... do you say that? Oh, I just fell off. Or not fe- I, it was just exhausting, <laughs> man. Eighty seven plays in a row. I can imagine. It's just the, the film looked too different. I was super critical, ruined my weekend. But um how was your spring game, Joe, on a lighter note? I mean, hopefully. I didn't I
0: didn't really do as much as you did uh, considering for those of you that you know, don't know, the Rhode Island Rams do not have a ton of offensive linemen right now just because we lost a couple people one person to transfer and some, some injuries. People, yep. You know. Injuries. We had some people that weren't academically ineligible that weren't coming back, but we basically have six linemen right now. Uh, six linemen, yeah. They were healthy and able to play in the game, resulting in people like Sean having to play the almost, I believe, the whole game. The whole game. Yeah, did not yeah. have any time to come out. But honestly, it's big for yeah, you it's though, because it's, it's big it's, deal. Yeah, yeah, getting a lot of reps, starting to to flash his potential, and I was happy about it. Dude. Yep. Yeah, I thought, in my opinion, Sean had a pretty good game from oh. what I saw. But thanks, Joe. On on my game though, I you know I didn't really do a ton. We only had four punts. Uh, I had probably about. 10 PT field goals in there, around there. Oh, probably yeah. somewhere around there. down there, yeah. Uh, probably one of my strongest performance of the spring, but didn't really have the best spring that, I, that I, I've that had in the past as far as snapping the ball, considering the weather was terrible. But right, gosh, it was awful. I, yeah, I, I, snapped, I snapped very well compared to how I did, and probably the best I've snapped in a very long time. But that is all in the past. And the other thing that's in the past is the NFL draft. Right. Which happened this past Thursday through Saturday, and we actually had probably one of the most interesting headlines and storylines in NFL draft history as the Cleveland Browns decided to take Baker Mayfield, of all people, and if anybody remembers from last episode, we were debating about where we thought Baker would go, and he Sean thought that he would end up with the New York Jets, and I didn't think he was good enough to be even a top-ten pick but the Cleveland Browns enjoy, for whatever reason, screwing themselves up and putting them back another five years by taking Baker Mayfield. But we're going to stay away from talking about Baker just for the reason that... So, but well, that,
1: that's points for me on the mock draft, though, right? It's not points for you. Because it was the wrong team, but you would say, you know... Well, okay, a here's the
0: way I look at it. Unless you're doing a mock draft for betting, a mock draft isn't done for accuracy. Oh, it's not for fun? No, a mock draft is done for analysis on who you think is the best overall player. Where do you think certain guys fit? Who's the best team fit? You don't do it really for, oh, I think this is going to happen. I bet you that's going to happen. If you ask any NFL draft analyst, I'll give you that. Right. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense from yeah.
1: whenever you did your lizard brain. But, uh, oh, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> we all have lizard <laughs> brains, Joe. Uh, did you hear the reports just, just ca- that came out about the uh, Patriots?
0: Oh, about how they said yeah, that they might trade up.
1: What is going on, man?
0: So, for our viewers that are unaware, <laughs> apparently. If Baker Mayfield made it to the second pick, they were going to be phoning into the New York Giants and basically moving up from the 31st pick to the second pick, which could have been a, a huge haul for the Giants to get Baker Mayfield. Yeah, that's uh, –
1: yeah. I, I don't – like, I, I had him high, and mm-hmm. I like Baker Mayfield a lot, and uh, me and Coach Will talk trash about you for not liking Baker Mayfield today. Oh, you, you brought but, that up um, to Coach Will for well, saying he, I didn't you know, like he Baker he was watching Mayfield? a film, and then, uh. you know, I came in, and we talked about it, you mm-hmm. know – you know, discussed it and yeah. you know, your ideologies and no. the, our correct ideologies. But I don't know if he should have gone that high. Uh, I don't Honestly. think he should. I think
0: he, here my opinion is, I think that Baker Mayfield could pan out to be a good player. He I does agree. not fit with the Browns for the reason Ooh. that they are not ready to protect him and build around him. But besides the point, as much as we can talk about Baker Mayfield all day, we're going to go and talking about, the two winners and two losers that we both had. Can't from wait. The draft. Can't wait. Can't wait for
1: what? To talk about the winners and losers. You yeah, know?
0: particularly because Sean wrote an article for our Holiness page. And a very well-written article, even though Sean will, will say he, does, he doesn't you know, think so. It was I, all I, right. It was, it was good analysis. It was pretty high-quality analysis. I appreciate it. But my first winner, I think, was the New York Giants. And the reason for that is, one, obviously you get Saquon Barkley, best overall talent in this year's draft. But you also are able to build around him with a guard like Will Hernandez, who in my opinion is going to be one of the most underrated players in this year's draft.
1: Oh, I, I love Will Hernandez. We watched his tape and we watched mm-hmm. a little, even a little story about him. He already looks like a true pro, and he could have entered as a junior and he stayed for a senior season just to keep getting better mm-hmm. at UTEP. No, he was awesome.
0: You guys watched uh, tape on him in, uh, in in the film room?
1: Yeah, just on the uh, our last little uh, Friday before okay. the spring game, we were just had some extra time, so we watched uh, Will Hernandez tape. tape. Uh, nobody else? You didn't watch any? Oh, we. Wa- I mean, we all, we move around between the top line, and like yeah. we watch the um the centers, Billy Price and uh, okay. and uh, Ragnow.
0: Oh, so that's why you like Ragnow so much.
1: I like Ragnow because when he was drafted, mm-hmm. I saw him beasting Deron Payne, the first round oh, pick for the Redskins. Yeah. So that was a little indicative <laughs> of what might be to come. Yeah. But I mean, we'll get to that when we get to my losers. Uh, it was actually
0: kind of funny. You talking about Deron Payne getting beasted? There were a lot of times, and they showed tape of them playing or, or SC- prospects getting put, taken against a Yeah, seco yeah. lineman going against Deron Payne. And he was getting manhandled a lot, a lot, but we're, we can keep talking about that a long time because Sean is very livid about that. and We're going to get to that soon. Some of the other guys that the giants took that really stood out to me is BJ Hill who had some injury issues, but really could be a great nose tackle or a one technique on the defensive line. But more importantly, I am very excited that we got Kyle Loletta. Loletta's the quarterback from Richmond, if for anyone that doesn't know, but he really could be that Jimmy Garoppolo type guy that develops into a very good quarterback. If the Giants build around him and progress with him and help him develop, I think he could be the guy.
1: No, he's awesome. FCS too. Yep. NCAA. He yeah. And CAA. He makes us yeah. look good. Love it. I, I lo- yeah, love that we love that pick.
0: Who's your first winner?
1: My first winner was the Buffalo Bills. And it might be, you know, a little mirroring of the article, but they were my definitive first round uh, winner. They got their their guy Josh Allen. I think that's a strong pick for that team. Uh, he's surrounded by good receivers, and Calvin Benjamin and Zay Jones is still de- developing. And mm-hmm. they have uh, Charles Clay, I believe, still at the tight end spot. And yep. he, he's, uh, I mean, he's a good veteran safety blanket. And then they got uh Tremaine Edmonds, which was an awesome pick for them, also. Couldn't agree more. Athletic, strong, beast of a linebacker. They out of do Virginia too, six foot five. Yeah, and he's young, so he's going to give him a lot of years. Mm-hmm. But my the best pick that the um, the Bills made was their replacement of Marcel Darius. They replaced him with, uh, with um, Harrison Phillips from Stanford. D-tackle oh, in the yep. third round. He led Stanford in tackles last year.
0: There were a lot of scouts and analysts that thought that he would be a first-rounder just because of how tough and mean he is, and also how smart he is. Joe, last year,
1: 103 tackles.
0: That's nuts for a defensive lineman.
1: 17 for loss, yep. 7.5 sacks.
0: Yep. Absolutely. As a, as a three-tech. Yeah, absolutely a monster up in the middle for Stanford. And honestly, I completely agree with you. I think that he's going to be one of the underrated prospects that we're going to be talking about
1: today. But people are a little scared that he is, you know, quote-unquote, built like an offensive guard. Yeah. You know, he's a big dude not the best athlete on the field, but you see 103 tackles in a college football season and, oh, yeah. and leading a defense as a defensive tackle, that's a pretty big deal.
0: Random side note, did you see that the Kansas City Chiefs were so un-in-love with the interior lineman class here that they went out of their way to draft Reggie McKenzie's son, Khalil McKenzie, I believe is his name, and they he's a defensive end and they're moving him to guard.
1: Yeah, I can't believe that. <laughs> I think there's too many good offensive linemen yeah. out there. <laughs> like, uh, but they uh, took him in the later round though. Man, they could have taken uh David Steinmetz. Oh, big ups to uh to Stiney. Yeah, but Stiney's not th- an in, I w- uh, for who who anyone could, who doesn't know who he man. He's
0: awesome. But who he's not an interior him? lineman though. He's too tall and long to play in the interior line. What
1: about the buddy from uh Western uh or Eastern Washington?
0: Who are you talking about?
1: Or the 69 Joker?
0: You he's think he's to play
1: guard? He's going to play guard in the NFL. You seen his feet? Why? Is he not? Does he have short arms or something? No, his feet are not that are not good enough to play tackle in the NFL.
0: Well, just because they're moving him to guard doesn't mean he's going to no, be no, a he good played
1: guard. Guard in college.
0: Oh, I didn't know but, that. Yeah. Well, I just in my opinion, I think it'd be wasting Steiny's size. Uh, I mean, well, Steiny's very long.
1: Well, you want to give a little congratulations for him getting picked up by the Dolphins.
0: Well, yes, uh, David Steimitz, who played for the Rams, huge congrats to you from the Ram fam and also the GTT podcast family yeah. as well. Big up Susteiny. Go Roadie. So right. my second winner, transition into this, is the Indianapolis Colts. They had a very sneaky draft. So they they pull away with Quentin Nelson because of some lackluster picks by Cleveland. And not in in addition to that, you have Darius Leonard from South Carolina State, who is an FCS guy, but still. Very solid, very quick. They showed his highlights during the the, the draft, and he looked like an absolute monster. Right. Quick, fast, all over the field, swarming to the ball, was all over the place. And then some of the other guys that really stuck out to me is they got Braden Smith, who's also a guard. So you now have two centerpieces on that offensive line that also go along with the guys that you had in place. We only uh, Who's their tackle? I'm completely blanking. Costanzo? Uh, Costanzo? Anthony Costanzo, who's probably the only good guy that they had right now. Yeah, but, they got
1: rid of Hudson to the Raiders. Yep. So, um, yeah, Rodney R- R- Hudson R- was
0: with the Chiefs. Was he really with the Chiefs? Yeah, he was with the oh, Chiefs. I could have sworn he was, he, was he not drafted by the Colts. He might have been, but he was with the Chiefs okay. before he went all to right. the Raiders. But they have all of this meat now in the middle of the offensive line. And the one thing, the only one thing that they needed to do, which they failed to do in the past with their old general manager was was beef up that offensive line and protect Andrew Luck, and they finally went out and did it. And I'm excited to see where they go, especially with some of the other picks that they took. So they also took some receivers and uh, running back Jordan Wilkins from Mississippi, basically putting Andrew Luck in a position to win for them.
1: No, and especially um, in relation to that, uh, how teams have actually won the draft and built off of what their needs were. Yep, My second winner is the Green Bay Packers and who addressed their horrific defensive back core in the draft with their first two picks going to uh, good cornerbacks. Mm-hmm. They got uh, Jari Alexander from – Jair. Jair Alexander from Louisville, pardon me, and then uh, Josh Jackson, cornerback from Iowa. I was really happy with that. And then they got our guy. Uh, equanimous st brown from uh, oh yeah from, from notre, notre dame Day. i'm actually
0: pretty excited I'm about i'm excited that. about that too yeah.
1: so um yeah they did a really good job they did take a punter in the fifth round though that
0: was a little, that was a little questionable mm-hmm. they also took a long snapper did
1: they really yeah they took a long oh snapper. my goodness i
0: actually know i don't know him well but i i know somebody that that's well, one of the snappers for the packers so it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with him
1: yeah but i was happy that they actually addressed the needs that were needed yeah
0: they, actually, long snapper was actually a decent okay.
1: need for them, too. I'm talking, was, the, I'm talking about the defensive backs, Joe.
0: Well, okay. well, the one point I just want to point out, though, is interesting because the only draftable long snapper was the kid out of Oregon, and they ended up taking, I believe the kid that they took was out of Oklahoma State. So it was weird that a lot of scouts actually ranked him up to par with Joe Cardona, who was the Patriots long snapper, who was one of the last few highest-drafted long snappers. And Sean is putting his hands in his his head, so that means I need to continue on to the next point because no, if I start talking just, about long term anymore... Do you have any anymore, thoughts
1: on the defensive backs picked and if the Green Bay pa- Packers are Josh, better?
0: I think Josh Jackson's better than Jair Alexander. Yeah, I but think do you that,
1: think they could be a duo, though, that could that could run that I definitely that think so.
0: Uh, and then you got HaHa Clinton-Dix back there still. He's right. not that old. I believe he's, t- like, teetering around that 30. 30- no,
1: he's, like, 27.
0: Yeah, you know, no, I'm saying he's around 30 years old. He's, like, within striking, like, a couple years of being 30. You don't think that. That's uh, you. Uh, if he's twenty-seven, I'm not, I'm not he's thirty years that, away. But, that's, from, no, but I'm no, saying you're he, he's at still 20, young. That's what I'm saying. He's right? still not even thirty years old. You you were you were looking for a way to complain about something I said. It wasn't even the point I was trying to make. I was trying to say he's still young, and they still have a lot of good pieces on the defense. There hasn't been one question about his age. I know. I didn't say there was a question about his age. The point I was Joe trying B. to make Leon, is he's still young. Certified ageist. What? <laughs> well, yeah. Okay, if you're a, a, a uh, town uh, evaluator, now, now, a town evaluator, as a town evaluator, whoa evaluator, you need to be ageist. All you right. do. You just do because okay. particular positions can't last that long. It's a in great the NFL. spin,
1: Joe. All right, but uh.
0: <laughs> we're gonna go into talking about our losers. Uh, we don't want to talk too long. And my first one is the New Orleans Saints, just for the single reason of the fact that they traded up over ten picks, no, roughly ten picks to get. Marcus Davenport, no knock on Marcus Davenport because I think he is going to be an elite pass rusher. Elite? Yeah, I think he's going to be up there with Genevieve on Clowney because he looks exactly like him and he plays exactly like him. But my only problem with Marcus Davenport and taking him there is because they had to shop and sell their future. They don't have a first-rounder next year. So you're basically betting on him being the key piece that you need to win the Super Bowl they didn't need many more key pieces though they but, were pretty close but you also last year t- you have to take into account that this isn't like the Atlanta Falcons where you have a, a veteran quarterback that still has plenty of time to keep playing I got you Drew Brees has a very you. short window left to play and I think that the, if they sat back they could have ended up with
1: I think they give uh, Breeze two years. A quarterback in the future. That's what I think their move was they're giving Breeze two years. This yep. year, the year after, and then we're getting their quarterback.
0: Yeah, they uh, they but need to hope that things pan out with him, in my opinion. Otherwise, they're going to continue to be a loser. So who's your first loser?
1: If you haven't followed me on Twitter, then this will be news to you because <laughs> I have gone on a tirade on Twitter Yep. and tirades in real life and mm-hmm. Joe DeLeon has video of me losing my he voice was livid at this pick from – my hometown team, the Washington Redskins.
0: Even though you're not, he's not a Redskins fan. I, just to point yeah, out, yeah,
1: just to point out, I am a primarily Atlanta Falcons fan, but the Redskins are such a reality TV show that I'm swept up in them every year. <laughs> um, I also to preface this before I get into it, uh, I do applaud them for taking Darius Geis. I think that's what they needed to do, okay. and it is uncharacteristic of them to make a pick of that caliber. Washington Redskins. Deron Payne was not your guy. We get it. You wanted Vita Vea. Don't know why. You wanted Marcus Davenport.
0: That would uh, at least uh, make a little that, bit more sense. I
1: wanted Marcus Davenport for you. I wanted Derwin James for you. I wanted, I wanted Edmonds for you. But when you run a 3-4 defense and you have two solid defensive tackles... Why would you draft a defensive tackle that consistently gets beasted by college O-linemen
0: in the first round with your first pick? And then also you got to point out, and this is the one thing that you were saying when it happened, is where do you put him on that offensive line?
1: Matt Ioannidis. i oh, sorry, defensive line, my yeah, apologies. Matt Ioannidis stepped up last year uh, to play defensive tackle for them. Him and Allen are great defensive tackles. Ioannidis is just going to keep getting better. You needed a new... Preston Smith. A younger one because Preston Smith wasn't doing it. Get Davenport. Get Edmonds. Get Derwin James, who can also help in the run game. You had the worst run defense in the league last year? Fine. You, two of your defensive tackles were hurt after week eight. We get it. Numbers slip. If you really want to help it, let them get healthy. Get a hard-hitting safety that can also cover and get D. Hall out of there and who a uh, safety that can make up for D.J. Swearinger getting burned. And I like D.J. But do not pick a position that's already full. This is reminiscent of the Jets picking Leonard Williams when they had Sheldon Richardson and uh, Muhammad Wilkerson. But to be
0: fair, that the, both of them are already gone, and Leonard Williams is proven to be could potentially be better than the two. Of them. I don't see. Leonard I don't think Williams it's a good
1: Better than either of them. I am. I. It was so frustrating to see that they would make this boneheaded pick. And I hope Deron Payne does good. I don't wish him to be bad. I want the Skins to win and to be proficient in in the season. I want everyone to stay healthy. I want them to be a good team. Mm -hmm. But I don't see how that happens when you make a pick like this that doesn't help the overall structure of your team.
0: Do you agree, Joe? I completely agree. I think that they really messed up in the opportunities that they had. But we're going to transition to the next point. We're not going to talk about our second losers just for time constraints.
1: Right. Oh, Do you just want to say your loser real quick, your second loser? Uh, Mine was the Seattle Seahawks
0: because they reached multiple times, besides Shaquem Griffin.
1: I, I, Shaquem. Shaquem, my apologies. No, it's fine. Uh, mine was the Jaguars. I thought uh, same thing as the Redskins. Taven mm-hmm. Bryan, good pick, but you already have a stacked D-line. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see them fill a wide receiver position left by Allen Robinson and Allen Hearns. I wanted to see them uh, get a higher wide receiver than uh, DJ from uh, LSU. Just a better re- receiver than him. But mm-hmm. that's my second loser.
0: All right, so now we're going to talk are offensive and defensive rookie of the year favorites. Mine is, there's a little bit of a shocker here, DJ Moore, wide receiver for the Panthers, out of Maryland. And the reason why I say that is that this Panthers offense was missing a really high-powered receiver. And I don't think DJ Moore is really a high-powered receiver, but having Cam Newton, having Christian McCaffrey, having Curtis Samuel, all these weapons around Cam Newton is going to, improve him as a passer, and DJ Moore, I think, is going to be his number one option. They took him for that reason, and I think he's going to pan out like that. He's explosive, he's pretty quick, and he has decent size.
1: I don't agree with you. Right. I don't agree with you because I think... I don't I don't agree. Um, I'm not disagreeing mm-hmm. because I think my offensive rookie of the year is going to be is better than yours. Mm. I'm just saying I don't think DJ Moore is going to be as impactful as you think. Kelvin Benjamin wasn't impact, as impactful as uh, he ex- everyone expected in that offense, and he was a better receiver. And he's was and is a better receiver than DJ Moore. Okay, I don't think Cam Newton necessarily makes his receiving core better. That's my opinion. Okay, so I don't see DJ Moore.
0: You don't wait. You don't think substantial Cam substantial group. You, well, I don't want to focus on this too much, but you don't think uh, Cam Newton could improve his receiver play?
1: Not substantially, how much better has Devin Funches gotten? And he had the most upside. Uh,
0: Devin Funches was slow, though. He had a he lot of upside. He has upside he, because he was
1: big. He's yeah, primarily he's a tight end. also has end. a lot of drops, dude. Yeah,
0: because he's bad hands. DJ Moore has better hands than he does.
1: I'm just saying, I don't see DJ Moore elevating as much as he could if he was with a better quarterback in a different system.
0: All right. Well, what is your offensive rookie of the year candidate then?
1: Rashad Penny, running back for the Seattle Seahawks now. I think that they are always super. You
0: don't think that pick was a reach? I'm not
1: saying it wasn't a reach. Okay. I just think it's uh, the best fit for offensive rookie of the year and a great fit for that team.
0: Okay, the I only... think they run the ball well. I the think... only thing I'm going to say to that is just I, I'm I'm agreeing with you, is that that offensive line right now is in shambles. They really don't have
1: anyone. I got it. But every time a running back steps up there, they do numbers. Every time. okay. Rawls, when Lynch came in there from Buffalo, Mm -hmm. he stepped up. Uh, Alex Collins, you see what happens. They find good running backs, and they make them better running backs. I think he will be able to work off of Russell Wilson very well. He's got good hands. He'll be able to be a weapon in the pass game as well. So I think he will be the Offensive Rookie of the Year. It's not necessarily a sleeper, but it's not what everyone's talking about. I think he's my Offensive Rookie of the Year.
0: All right, fair point. With that, we're going to talk about our last draft topic, and that's sleeper alerts for guys that could, that fell past the first round and that could end up being some of the best players in the league going forward. And mine was Ronald Jones from USC. He was a running back who is now at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's a great pick. And here's why I think so. I think he's going to be Alvin Kamara this year. Really? Because he uh, he looks like him and he plays like him. He's small, he's very, very quick, he's very, very shifty. He ran a pretty good 40 time if I'm recalling correctly. He's quicker than he is fast, is that what you're saying? No, he's quicker than he is fast, but he's also fast, though. Okay. And he has very, very good hands. Right. He's used to playing with a good quarterback that can get him the ball in space. He's one of those guys that is a space guy. He might not dominate between the tackles, but if you get him in space, he could get you six points. And the other reason why I think he can be Alvin Kamara is this is a perfect fit for him. Because the one thing that I think Jameis Winston, one of the things, not the thing, one of the things that Jameis Winston was missing was an outlet at the running back position. And he can now use him in the passing game to dominate other teams. And that is only going to electrify and support that Buccaneers offense.
1: That's a great point. Great series of points. He's a great fit. Uh, they needed to get younger on the running back position. Who do they have? Sims, Jaquiz Rogers, and did they release Doug Martin? Or is he still he's in, with in with the He's right. with the Raiders now. He's so with the Raiders now. He's with the Raiders, all right. Yeah, no, uh, that's a great pick. That's a great pick for them. Uh, he's going to help them more than a lot of people are giving him credit for. My sleeper, I'm going on the defensive side. Isaiah Oliver, cor- cornerback for now, the Atlanta Falcons. He is a lengthy. Is this a homer call? It is not a homer <laughs> call. I was genuinely surprised that Atlanta was able to pick him. Okay. A lot of experts were pr- projecting him in uh, late first round, high second round, not late second round. He is lengthy. And one of his critiques is struggles getting off of the his top gear. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see that as the worst. Like, that was their top critique of him. I don't see that as the worst critique. He's rangy. He's got excellent size. He's 6 feet tall, great arm length. It's the exact cornerback that he wa- that Dan Quinn wants in that defense. He built the defense in Seattle. He's trying to build another one in Atlanta. That's a great piece. You could put Robert Alford in the, slot, in the nickel now if you wanted to because he's a little smaller. Not saying Isaiah Oliver is coming in as automatic number two, mm-hmm. but it's excellent depth. I think he's going to be a great player in Atlanta.
0: I I do give you props for that point. I think Isaiah Oliver was actually at a first round grade by many teams, and he ended up falling a little bit. But we actually forgot to point out our defensive rookie of the year candidate. Oh, jeez! I do we completely skip them, just Joe? missed it. But wow. we're professionals. We're going to keep talking about it. Mine, Rashawn Evans. He's a linebacker out of Alabama and he is now at the Tennessee Titans. This was honestly, I think, my favorite pick in the draft just because it doesn't really get a f- lot of flash and doesn't get a lot of focus on it, but they did a lot of work in the offseason to build that defense up and make it one of the most dominant in the league. They now have Kevin Byard. Is that, is that your president? Yeah. And then they also have Malcolm Butler, who they recently signed. Right. And then also that you have to take into account now is in the middle You have Rashawn Evans and I think that's what they were missing was really a big name dominating linebacker and I think you're gonna get that you're gonna get that out of Rashawn Evans because a lot of Alabama linebackers particularly first-round ones like Dante Hightower tend to pan out and be very good players I think he's gonna be a centerpiece going forward for them and he's the one thing that they needed just to push them over
1: so you think he's gonna be in the Alec Ogletree CJ Mosley type category of level of effectiveness in the middle of the defense
0: Um, I don't think Alec Ogletree is that effective. I think C.J. Mosley is more effective.
1: Okay, let's say Alec Ogletree in his first four to five years.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that.
1: Okay. Okay. Uh, all right. All right. Who's your Defensive Rookie of the Year candidate? My Defensive Rookie of the Year candidate, who I legitimately think uh, will be winning Defensive Rookie of the Year, is Derwin James' safety for the uh, Chargers. Okay. I think he was awesome. I think he had a great combine. I think he's going to be a great fit. The Chargers have been needing a new safety ever since Weddle left, mm-hmm. and I think he's going to replace that void quick. He looks very ready to be in the NFL. He looks like he's ready. And I guess there's there's not as much acclimating to the pro level in the skill positions that it is other positions. But he does, I had, there were no reports that he was uh, not a hard worker in the classroom. I think he's ready to go in, and he's going to be a big hitter and a great cover.
0: And the one thing that also stands out to me about Derwin James is he's also going to another team. This is my second favorite pick in the first round, is a, going to a team that already has a very good defense and a base to build going forward, considering that they have Joey Bosa, and then they also have some other Threats defensively. Yeah, he's not like, going to have
1: to do it by himself. Yeah, like
0: Brandon Flowers. And then now, Derwin J- James is, gonna and, uh, yeah, 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 well. is going to be. Casey Hayward also. Yeah, Casey
1: Hayward as well. he's joining a great defensive backcourt. That is going to be so quickly. Yeah.
0: A dangerous secondary and one to be feared in the AFC West. But now we have a fan question for the first time in a while. Thank you. Cool. Let's it, just thank the people yes, for, for it is reaching from out. From my good friend Devin Patterson. And he's a Texans fan. So the question that he gave me is. How much did the Texans miss out by giving away all of their picks for Deshaun Watson? Cool. And
1: cool. I'll let you speak first. You're it here.
0: basically is asking, they, they mortgaged their future to get Deshaun Watson, Watson, which ended up working out for them because he had a strong season up until him getting hurt. But, in my opinion, I think that they missed out on some serious talent. They could have had the fourth overall pick. And I think that the one guy that they needed to really push them over the, the hump was Quentin Nelson. I think that was what the, the big thing that they missed out on was Quentin Nelson. That would have made that offense nasty. They have struggled on the offensive line. They they traded away Dwayne Brown. Dwayne Brown. So now what do you really have to build around? They had their first pick was in the third round and some of the guys that they ended up taking were so you get Justin Reed out of Stanford, who's a good player. Mark, Martinez Rankin was the only O-lineman that you really snagged in the earlier rounds and besides that there is not much to be excited about and I just think that they're going to be a team with a good quarterback but that can't really get over that 8-8 eight and eight hump because they're missing out on some of those key pieces particularly on the offensive line
1: I think you're completely wrong I think that Deshaun really? Watson is yeah really did you really think I didn't think Deshaun Watson was worth it? We've argued about his talent
0: since. Okay, it's this is this question is different than the point you're trying to make. The point is, I get it. Do you think that they could the, have been smarter about trading? I
1: think because they didn't trade they, up that far. They saw the guy, mm-hmm. they went and got him, and it, it, it to this point right now, it looks like it's paying dividends.
0: But you're not worried that they don't have the other holes filled. For them to win and win big, they were winning last year without the holes filled, and then Deshaun Watson. But do you really it think it they would have made a deep playoff run with Deshaun Watson?
1: It would have given them a shot. You, they would have had a shot mm, in I, the AFC, dude. I, 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 Did oh. you not see Deshaun Watson dueling Tom Brady in the regular season? It was like 35, 34
0: I Agree. Tom to Brady just had
1: to uh throw a ball to brandy Cooks in the corner of the end zone for a touchdown with thirty-five seconds left, and they won. If that ball, if Brandon Cooks doesn't get one toe down, Texans win, Deshaun Watson outduels Brady. All
0: right, well, agree to disagree. my God. Do you really think
1: think he's not worth it on the trade?
0: I think it was worth it, but I just think that there's still more glaring needs.
1: There's going to be glaring needs on any team.
0: Not so much. Do you think the Philadelphia Eagles have a glaring need right now? Mm. The Philadelphia Eagles look formidable... Again, on after some moves in free agency and also the moves that they made in the draft. But besides the point, we could debate this okay. all day. We've you, we what? You confuse me. You don't Why? think
1: that Deshaun Watson?
0: I think is he's worth it? the trade, but I think that they could have been better about trading it. They how? traded how? If that's who you? They me, traded too much. They traded too much. Better Did than you, getting nothing. The, better the than Jets not having Deshaun up, Watson. The Jets moved up to the third overall pick by trading second rounders.
1: You know what happens if if you uh don't get Deshaun Watson last year? You get Rose in this year. I'm not That's saying what
0: happens. I am not saying that they couldn't have gotten Deshaun Watson. I'm saying that they could have been much better in negotiations instead of giving away next year's first rounder. I would have at least, if they were smart and they measured out how good this class could have been, they would have said, We're not gonna give you next year's first rounder, we'll give you the year after that, and then we'll throw you some second round picks, and that's it. How many picks did they move up? How, what, did they, what did they take them at? 15, 14? They moved up from 20 something. I think that they sold too much. And it's almost like the the amount that the Saints sold.
1: I don't understand. You if you have a guy that's your guy. Yes. You gonna keep looking at the time? No, this is bonus content for the listeners because right. Joe has infuriated me. If that's your guy, and he's looking like a dude out there,
0: like a dude,
1: he, a specialist. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, the <laughs> no, no, no. Look who you would have been left off with. If you didn't have Deshaun Watson last year. You don't make that trade. Look who. You, look who's the pool that you have to choose well, from. You don't, get, you don't get Cousins in the free agency this last year. Who you getting? Case Keenum. Who you get in the draft? Darnold, Baker, no, you don't want any of them. You want your guy, Deshaun Watson, who can ball out, who can outduel Russell Wilson, who can play with Tom Brady, who can play on that level. You're shaking your hand because there's a Deshaun, Deshaun Watson and Deshaun Kaiser comparison, and Watson just outshone
0: everybody. As much as I'd love to debate you, we have to conclude this episode because we could obviously talk for another thirty minutes. But the point I'm going to this just is conclude with poultry at the highest order. Yes. Besides the point. Thank you for tuning in for our listeners. Land foul. For listening to us debate and argue, as always, this was Get to the Point. I'm Joe DeLeon. And I'm Sean Anderson. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram, at Podcast as well as Holiness. Our tag is just Get to the Point. Like I said, thank you for tuning in.